other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were awed. They were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning. It's good to be with you all. I always appreciate the invitation from Brian to preach and uh, keeping in him and his family in our prayers as they have this time of renewal. Uh, but it's always good to be with you all. And again, I have to say thank you for that beautiful song, John. That was a song that uh, was sung in a, a very difficult time in my life. What a blessing it is to hear it from you. Thank you. You know, you might think that um, this lectionary text from the Gospel of Mark was planned just along to, to be here with, you know, our theme for Bible school, but it really just happened that way. But we know it doesn't just happen, does it? Uh, God has a plan in that. But let us pray together. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this time of worship. To come apart, to be still, to listen, to be renewed, to focus our eyes again on you, and to listen to your call in our lives. Help us to hear, help us to respond, and help us to trust. In Jesus' name, amen. So Vacation Bible School does look like it's going to be an amazing time with this theme, Rolling River Rampage, and kudos to the people who have worked all week to set this up. This is amazing, Holly and everybody. It is beautiful. Seeing all the rafts, the life jackets, and the paddles, uh, it seems appropriate with our gospel text for today, and it also brings back some good memories for me, because um, I love being on the water, either swimming or skiing, or even when I'm on the rowing machine at the gym. I'm sitting there imagining that I'm on the water racing my brother on his sculling boat, which he built, of course. Um, and it's the funniest thing. Every time I seem to win in my imagination. <laughs> but there I am on the water, even in my imagination. My favorite, though, is kayaking. Uh, and that's the, the paddle that I brought for today from my kayak. One of the most special memories is when Daniel got his kayak for his birthday one year and uh, the Two of us took our kayaks out to Falls Lake and ended up uh, sharing in a picnic together out there in the middle of the lake. It was the most wonderful day, a, a very peaceful time. But then there's another memory I have that this brought up that was not so peaceful. It was the first time that I went whitewater rafting on the Nantahala River uh, when I was much younger. 
All the guides kept saying to us as we were getting nervous and putting on our life jackets, getting prepared, was, if you fall out of the raft, do not let go of your paddle. <laughs> That's all they focused on was that crazy paddle. Um, that seems their only concern. Well, I didn't think too much about that because I knew I was not going to fall out of the raft. Well, guess what? <laughs> Just a little while down the river, who falls off the back of the raft? I'm desperately trying to hold on to the back of that raft while the rapids were pulling the rest of my body underneath the boat. Well, when they finally pulled me back into the boat, everyone, including me, was very surprised that I still had hold of that paddle. <laughs> so I've been thinking a lot about the paddle this week, that which steers and guides and directs us through rolling stormy seas. I imagine these disciples were thinking a lot about how they were going to get through the storm that came up quickly for them, wondering what they were going to hold tightly to to get through. For in our gospel lesson today, Jesus had spent the day with the multitudes as he did, teaching and preaching and healing and ministering, a long, exhausting day for him and his disciples. And so he tells the disciples, take the boat and head for the other shore. The time on the boat was probably going to be Jesus' only chance to rest because in crossing this Sea of Galilee, they actually were moving from the Jewish side to the other side, the Gentile side. They were moving from the side where they were home to the side uh, where they were strangers, from the side where life was familiar to the side where it was brand new, different and unfamiliar. They were going from one side of great need still to another side, of great need, right? You know, we may never have crossed the Sea of Galilee, but we've been in that boat. Many have been, and many are in that boat now. As the boat heads out to sea, the clouds begin to gather, the winds begin to whirl, and the, the waves grow high. The Sea of Galilee was known for its sudden violent storms that would quickly overwhelm and terrify many. And it certainly did for these disciples who became fearful as they focused on the storm. We understand their fear, though, don't we? Because we know this is not just a story about weather and a boat. It's a story about life, a story about fear, a story about faith. We know sometimes that the sea of life can get very rough. The wind is strong, the waves are high, the boat is taking on water and feels like it's sinking. Each and every one of us sitting here can tell our own storm story, can't we? Some of our stories will begin with a phone call, a doctor's visit, or news that we did not want to hear. Some of them will start with the choices that we've made in life, mistakes where we've paddled down the wrong side of the river. Other stories will tell about the difficulty of relationships and betrayals and hopes and dreams that fall apart. Stories about families struggling, being torn apart, doors shut. Some storms seem to arise out of nowhere and take us by surprise. Other storms build and brew as we watch. Either way, we know that storms happen. It's that moment that the doctor told us that mom's heart was only functioning at 10%. Or as I stood beside Dad when they came in after a routine esophageal exam and told him that he had a malignant mass on his esophagus. Storms that we hear in the cries and the pain of children, youth, 
parents, officers on the streets of our country, on our borders, around our world, the storms that we're seeing right before us, right within us. It's in the struggles of so many trying to recover amidst the devastation of those kind of storms like the hurricanes, floods, tornadoes, earthquakes, fire, and even volcanoes that continue to erupt. Storms, storms, we know about them. Regardless of when or how they arise in life, storms are about changing conditions. Life becomes overwhelming and out of control. Circumstance, circumstances seem too much for us to handle. Order gives way to chaos, and we feel like we're sinking. The water's deep, and that new shore is a, a distant horizon. So that's where these wonderful disciples, all together there on that boat, are in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, in the middle of this unexpected raging storm. And of course, they're frightened, wondering who really has hold of the paddles right now. Because even though Jesus is in the boat with them, the very one who is the Lord of sea and sky, yet they look over to him and what? He's sleeping in the middle of the storm. The disciples are quick to make the storm about Jesus. Do you not care that we're perishing? We've probably all echoed their words in the storms of our lives, out of our fear, haven't we? I know that I have. Do something, fix it, make it better. How can Jesus sleep at a time like this? Well, maybe, just maybe, that's the miracle Jesus wants them to see to experience out there in the middle of the stormy sea of Galilee. Maybe in his peaceful sleeping, Jesus is revealing that even in the midst of stormy times, when those storms may not be stilled in our lives, we may still know the miracle of faith, the miracle of peace, the miracle of God's strength. Many scholars say that it's possible Jesus really did not intend to still this storm, that perhaps the miracle Jesus wanted to show his disciples was not the miracle of calming the storm, but the miracle of calming them in the midst of the storm. Because we know the storms always don't just cease, do they? Sometimes they linger on, yet Jesus is there to teach them that there can be calm, there can be the miracle of peace in the midst of those storms. It's something we all struggle with at times as these disciples were in that boat. They could only focus on the storm as we do sometimes, don't we? And become overwhelmed. And so they got afraid and so they go over and they shake Jesus, I'm sure, and they wake him up. He's speaking to them um, words that we all need to hear in the midst of this. He wakes up and he says, peace be still. And the scriptures say it was calm. But you know, Jesus isn't so much changing the weather as much as he's inviting these disciples to change. He's speaking peace to the wind and waves within them, within us, because he says, you know, why are you afraid? He's teaching them even in this moment. Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? Jesus is calling them to change their focus from the storm around them to the one who has hold of them, the one who is always in the boat with them, who has hold of the paddle, who even the wind and the sea obey. 
It is he who is the anchor of our faith. The anchor holds. The anchor holds. The stronghold of our lives, who even in the midst of the storms will be our peace, our strength, the eye of the storm. You know, I will be honest with you all today. I have to be reminded of this story, this gospel truth, often in my own life because as much as I don't want to admit it, I will often focus on the storms too much myself as these disciples did. In a meeting we had Friday um, talking about resiliency, the leader said something that I want you to remember and take with you today. Your focus determines your reality. Your focus determines your reality. thought about that a lot because my focusing more on the storms at times happens in me. Some of it stems from an experience way back for me when um, a tornado actually came through uh, Lemon Springs, which was my first appointment. And I was at the parsonage alone, only with my little dog, Josh. I just brought him in when I began to hear that sound of the train that you hear. And on the way down to the basement, thank goodness that parsonage had a basement, I heard a tree fall on my house. I felt the house shaking. I heard other trees falling all over the yard outside. And um, I'm surprised my little Josh survived as tightly I was, I, I was holding on to him for a long time in that basement. But my kids will tell you now that if there is any threat of, doesn't even have to be a tornado, just high wind, um, or I hear that sound on the radio come through where, you know, alert, I, I began <laughs> focusing on the storm, and I'll pace from window to window as if that's going to help, um, trying to, to get through. I can lose my sight, my perspective, when the storm is my focus and become overwhelmed. Have you been there? Whether it's in a real physical storm like that or in the own, your own storms within, it can happen with those internal storms, and I... Um, I am aware of that. So I'm continually learning, clinging to this scripture and many others that help me to refocus uh, and to lean on the Lord in those times rather than focusing on those storms and learning to lean on others because you know what? We have the gift of others in the boat with us. Thanks be to God. There are so many storms brewing many, many storms within many people, within our country and around our world. It's hard not to let them all overwhelm us. But when we feel like we're sinking and our faith is waning, God comes to us, reminding us that, of course, he's in the boat with us. He's not going to leave us. He's there. He also comes to us in many other ways, and that is often through the gift of each other. The gift of each other in the boat with us. God comes to us to help us refocus. He says to us, he calms the storm within us by saying, look at me, keep your eyes on me in the midst of all that's going on. And then I want you to look to the person next to you and hold on, because they're going to hold on to you too. The gift of one another who helps us to lift our eyes to see the Savior anew. God uses others' faith to help strengthen our own. I saw that faith in my parents as they both faced those difficult health issues and 
brought them peace in the midst of all that they were struggling with. Even when I walked into my dad's room the morning that he died, and as soon as I walked in, as bad as he was feeling, as near death as he was, he smiled at me and said, I love you, honey, and I'm going to be all right. And a few moments later, he died. That's faith. That's the strength of faith. And that's how we learn from one another when we see that in each other and we share that with each other. We've seen the strength brought to people throughout history, like people like Martin Luther King, who had the faith and the strength to say the things that he needed to say and we needed to hear. People like Dietrich Bonhoeffer, or one of my favorite heroes that you've heard me talk about before, Corey Ten Boom, uh, and her family, who were imprisoned in the concentration camps for hiding Jews uh, in their home during that time. Her sister Betsy's last words before Betsy died in the camp was, Corey, you must tell them that there's no pit so deep that God is not deeper still. There's no pit so deep that God is not deeper still. You've got to tell them, Corey, because they'll listen because we've been here. And Corey did tell them. And, you know, these words of faith like that and many other words of faith we offer, I can imagine these mothers and fathers who are desperately trying to find new life and hope of survival for their families. They're needing those kind of words and faith offered in these stormy days. Words of faith we all need to hear. You know, when I have the, the awesome privilege of walking into patients' rooms who know me from nobody, you know, I'm the first time they're meeting them in, in horrible situations in their lives, and I have the opportunity to offer words like that, and they begin to cry because they see Jesus again in their midst and they know that somebody's there to hold on to them too. What a privilege that is for me. And you do the same thing, folks. You can do the same thing in your ministry, in your life. Just this week, my dear friend, my neighbor, had a call from the police that her dear father, who loved to go fishing, went out fishing on Tuesday at some point, um, and they found him not alive in the boat on Wednesday. They don't know exactly what happened to him, but he died out there in the water doing what he loved. But you know, these words, this story, I was able to offer to her and her family as a reminder that certainly her dad was not in that boat alone and that certainly God is with them through the gift of embracing her and many others embracing her as we do as the community of faith. What a gift we have, folks, to offer to others. So in the midst of the storms, Jesus, we know, is in the boat with us. He is calling each one of us by faith to keep our eyes on him when we begin to lose that focus, to focus on him as our reality, as our anchor. And when the disciples asked that question, because they were continually learning who he was, wasn't he? Just like we do, learning more and more about him. They asked not what in, how in the world did he do this? What did the disciples ask? They asked, who is this Jesus? Who is this person that can calm the seas? He is the one who even the wind and sea obey, the Christ who comes in the midst of the storm and stands with us, who comes into our lives and our hearts and brings peace and calm even when the storms continue to rage. In the midst of the storm, we're all on the boat with him. And I want you to hear this this morning, too. We're all, all of us, 
whoever we are, wherever we live, whatever our circumstances, we're all on the boat together. So Jesus went from one shore to the other side. Something to remember in this text that we kind of pass by. He went from one area of need to another area of need. And that's what we are called to do. He went to the other because he knew all were in need. He knew that when one rejoices, we all rejoice. When one suffers, we all suffer. We're in the boat together. And when we hold one another up, as we're called to do, whoever the other is, then faith is strengthened. Our own faith and the faith of the other. And Jesus speaks peace in the midst of the storm to you and to the person that God will speak to through you. Do you remember the hymn that says, when the storms of life are raging, what? Stand by me. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. That's what we're called to do because that is what Jesus does for us, for you, for me, for all in our world. Storms happen. Sometimes they're stilled. Sometimes they're not. Yet we're able to move through the storms of life when we hold to that one who always has hold of the paddle to help guide and steer us through. And when we hold on to one another to hold each other up to stand by another, whoever that other is. And it is then that we all can hear him say, Peace, be still. Peace, be still. So I want you to um, listen to a, a, a video. It's another wonderful song. I, I, these songs in this service are all some of my favorites. That's the gift of being able to plan worship. I love it. But this is one also, a newer one. But as you're listening to it, I want you to be in prayer of where you may need to do some refocusing in your own, own journey of faith, to refocus on Christ again. And whatever storm, if you're going through something or need that refocusing time, let this be some of that, to know that that one is there with you in the boat and has hold of you. And at the same time, I invite you to be in prayer about who God is calling you to reach out to, to offer words that God is so deep. There's no pit that God is not deeper still. Whatever words you have been given by God to offer to someone else, who is God leading you today to offer that to? What ways are you being called to offer peace to another in the midst of the storm? Because... Indeed, the Lord is in the boat for you. But my friends, you're in the boat for another as well. Listen to these words and then we will have our closing. <laughs>